You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie. With me is Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello, Mark. Hey, good day, Angie. Hello. We're continuing in our series about prayer, and I loved the last one. Why is it important to pray? And this week, we're going to get into what really happens when we pray. That's a good question. Like, do they just bounce off the ceiling, Mark? Yeah, because I've had lots of people say to me, I'm not even sure God's listening. Does anything happen? So we're going to attempt to answer that question today, Angie, among others. But what really, again, going to the word as our authority, what really does happen when we pray? There's this guy named Daniel. Okay, there's a book in the Old Testament. He was a major prophet. And Daniel was a man of prayer. And I'm going to open it up today to look at a passage in Daniel chapter 6, starting in verse 10, uh, to show you guys uh, how Daniel was a man of prayer, and all of those around him knew it. It says in verse 10, Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day, and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before God. So it was not a mystery. It was well known to everybody who was around Daniel. He was a man of prayer. Now, what's interesting is, as we go to Daniel chapter 10, I want to show the audience here what this looks like because Daniel prayed, and we have said this many times. We spoke about it last episode. What happens when our prayers are quote-unquote unanswered? We feel like that God's just not listening. Right. And there's many of us that would say, I'm not sure they're getting through. So let's go to Daniel chapter 10. We just established that Daniel was a man of prayer and everybody knew it. But starting in verse 10 of Daniel chapter 10, then suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now you might say, what in the world is that talking about? This is a classic case of spiritual warfare. So what this heavenly messenger is sent to tell Daniel, from the day that you prayed, your words were heard. And this is an angelic messenger bringing the answer to Daniel the day that he prayed, but he got entangled with a battle, okay? Now, was this really the prince of Persia in the physical? Like, 
Was this an angel that came down and physically fist fought the kings of Persia? No, this is a spiritual battle, right? He said, I heard the prayers. God heard your prayers. I was sent as a heavenly messenger to bring you the answer the day that you prayed, but I got in a battle on the way. It's a spiritual warfare battle. So what happens when we prayed? Okay, God heard you. God sent the answer, and there's spiritual warfare going on. And that's what happened. So Daniel could have been a guy that said, Lord, you didn't answer my prayer. Lord, are you even listening? Lord, what happened when I prayed? And here is the messenger coming and saying, hey, here is the answer, but I was delayed. Thank you for your patience kind of thing. So what you're telling me is that the prayers are heard immediately and he acted immediately. Yes. But then it took time. But Daniel continued to pray. Of course. So what that's telling me is that if we're praying for someone, that if we continue to pray, then we're continuing to aid on that side of the battle. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. Angie, let's reread verse 13 because it says, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, he says here, came to help me. So, you know, that was a guy on the good side, right? You know, that was an angel, Michael, the archangel. He came to help me because I was withstanding the prince of Persia. And it says, he came to help me for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. The kings of Persia, plural. Notice, Paul says, there's spiritual wickedness in high places. There's principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness. Like, they're plural. You see? Mm. And so what's happening here? This is plural. The kings of Persia. Well, in Persia, there was a king, right? In the physical But over the spiritual side, there were kings, and this is how he got tied up. And Michael, the archangel, came to help him so that he could get through and deliver the answer. But Angie, you're right. He continues to pray, and he continues to seek God three times a day, he's in chapter 6. So are you saying that angels respond to our prayers? They do, Angie. And we have a couple more scriptures that I want to look at because, again, there are those folks that say, well, you know what, that's the Old Testament. And, you know, I'm not sure I'm into all of that. But let's look at a couple of passages to signify what you just asked me, Angie. And this goes to the book of Revelation and a couple of scriptures. The first one starting in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 8. And it says, now when he had taken the scroll... The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Okay, this is a picture of what's happening in heaven. Well, who is the lamb? That's Jesus Christ. And so here's what's happening. The four living creatures and the 24 elders fell before the lamb, each having a harp. And they have these golden bowls full of incense, it seems, that are actually the prayers of the saints. So as we're praying, these creatures, these elders 
are bringing our prayers before the throne of God and setting them down in front of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a picture of our prayers. Like, here's the question. What happens when we pray? Here's a perfect picture of what happens when we pray with our prayers. And now we'll look at Revelation chapter 8, and we'll read verses 3 and 4. Another picture. This is going on in heaven, and it says, Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar, and he was given much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Here we go, Angie. Here is the angels assisting in bringing our prayers to God and also bringing the answers from God back to us again. So did you ever wonder what the angels are really actually doing? Did you ever wonder that, Angel? Yeah, exactly. I've read the scriptures that talks about that angels are are messengers and that they're serving men. And it's very interesting when you see scriptures that actually back that up. So I'm reading this really wonderful book, which I'll make sure that we put on our website so that people can actually find this book. But it's called Walking the Path of Prayer, and it's from Jack Hayford. And he goes in there to remind us of the authority that Jesus has and that that authority comes from the risen Savior. You know, we know this part of the story, but he says we have a job ourselves. We have to decide that we believe that, that we have to decide that we believe that Jesus has all authority and he gave it to us. So if I'm, I'm looking at these these scriptures, and I'm looking at Daniel, for instance, he knows the power of prayer. Yes, I know that's the Old Testament, but we also know that the disciples knew the power of prayer because they walked with Jesus. They saw him do the miraculous, and they saw him raise from the dead. So we have to know what we believe, and then we have to decide we're going to pray from that position of authority. Do you know, this has really changed the way I pray. I used to ask God, it was almost like begging God to please do this. But he's saying, you have the authority, you just need to pray it. So now I've changed the way I pray and I say, Lord Jesus, when your Holy Spirit comes in, I'm saying, bring your Holy Spirit in now into this situation because when he arrives, then restoration happens and healing happens and there's no darkness wherever the Holy Spirit Amen, is. Angie. I think worthy of mentioning here in this, again, this might be today what you heard might be like, wow, I'm not sure I get all that with the angels and all that involved in our prayer. But listen to this in Acts chapter 12, and this is super common. Most people knew this. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. That's verse 5, Acts 12, 5. Down in verse 7, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. So here we're 
prayers being offered to God by the church, Angie, and who answers the prayer and shows up in the prison cell with Peter, an angel of the Lord. You see that where the angel of the Lord brings the answer and the prayers were being lifted up by the church. If that isn't a perfect picture of what happens when we pray, man, that's good. Right. I wish that we would all grasp onto this fully and realize the power of our prayer. Let's wrap up today by going to Hebrews chapter 1 and uh, just a couple of verses here, verses 12, 13, and 14. And it's talking about angels. You know, this is, again, New Testament talking about angels being involved in things on the earth with us. And it says in verse 12, like a cloak, you will fold them up. And they will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Of course, this is talking about angels, and it's talking about Jesus. He is sitting at the right hand of God, and it says, until I make your enemies your footstool. But I want to focus and hone in in closing on this verse 14. And it says, are they not all, speaking about the angels, ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Angie, who is someone that will inherit salvation? That's exactly the scripture I was thinking of. Aren't we made a little bit higher than the angels? Okay, so here's what's happening. Are they not all, because he's talking about to which of the angels has he ever said, are those angels not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for, not to, but for those who will inherit salvation? Angie, they're at our disposal. They're sent from heaven to help us, just like the heavenly messenger the angel that was sent to answer Daniel's prayer. And then Michael, the archangel, came to help, to bring, to fight. And this is what this is saying. These angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us, with us. What a powerful picture that God has dispatched angels, not only to answer our prayers, but to work with us and minister for us to basically, I say, back up what we're saying, right, as we minister the Word of God. I don't think it gets much funner than that, Ange. But I do want to caution people that we're not supposed to be praying to angels like they're our our messengers specifically. They don't don't work for us. (laughs) But God sends them to help us. And I'm glad you made that clarification because As we just saw in Acts chapter 12, the church was praying to God and God sent the angel to Peter, right? So you're absolutely right. And I appreciate that clarification. They work for God, not for us. We don't order angels around, but they do carry out the work of God. And they will help us. Amen. That's a great catch. This has been Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.